This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to the Dude Fuel Podcast. Although it may be hard to believe, you and I live in a world of tragic abundance. We live in a world where we have access to more resources than the previous generation, certainly than two generations ago, could have ever possibly dreamed or imagined. I mean, just take the computational power of the smartphone that you probably have in your hand right now or in your pocket or riding in the car with you. That amount of computational power is incredible. I mean, it's massive compared to 50, certainly 100 years ago, you know, just 100 years ago, which is really not that long in the grand scheme of things. So we live in a a world and a time where we have access to so much in terms of physical resources, technological resources, monetary resources, and economic resources. If you want to better your life, now largely thanks to the internet, but not just the internet, just globalization as a whole has connected uh, countries and people that would have never been connected before. So that if you want to do something like write a book and publish it, You can do that very easily, thanks to the internet, at least in most places on our planet, okay? So we live in a time where we have so much. So why do I call it tragic abundance? It's tragic because even though we have so much, that so much is not actually helping us in many ways. Study after study confirms that when you have more options and you have more choices, you are less likely to be satisfied with the choice that you make. In other words, if you can only choose between going to see one or, or another movie, two movies, right? You would, prob- you would be more satisfied, the, the scientific literature says. You'd be more satisfied with your choice, whichever one you chose, than if you had 10 options for what you were going to watch. And this is why, you know, those in my generation, the millennials, we can sit in front of Netflix and it can take us like, I think the the last um, study that I looked at said it takes us almost 10 minutes to figure out what we want to watch. It takes the previous generation about half that time. So it takes us twice as long just to figure out what we want to watch. And then when we do figure out what we want to watch, because we have this tragic abundance, we are less satisfied with what we choose. I mean, can you imagine how this translates to dating in this era? I mean, think about it. You can bring up your smartphone and swipe, swipe, swipe. Just see picture after picture. You know, have conversation after conversation with somebody. So that by the time you finally make a choice to actually go on a date with someone, you're going to be less satisfied. Okay? Again, the scientific literature bears this out. This is tragic abundance. Now, one of the other problems that you encounter is that when you have so much, you tend to squander it. This is a natural human tendency. It's often referred to as tragedy of the commons. This was something I was just introduced to last year. Um, and it's, it is absolutely tragic. That's why it's called tragedy of the commons. It basically says when you have a shared resource pool, people are not going to use what they really need, but they're going to take more than they need. And, and by taking more than they need, this leaves 
other people uh, at, a, at a loss, at a disadvantage. And in some cases, this has very serious consequences. So that, you know, say that you have a pond that spawns enough fish each season to feed everybody in a small village. Well, the tragedy of the commons would say that, you know, somebody out there is going to pull out more fish than they need to sustain themselves and their family. And there are all sorts of economic reasons that you would do this. There are also psychological reasons. So psychologically, you might do this because, well, it's it's there, right? You ever see one of those like free candy dishes or like take one or the free gifts and you just grab a big handful of it, right? In many cases, that's what we do anyway. We take more than we need. And in this way, we uh, create this tragedy of the commons so that by taking out more than we need, and sometimes it's for economic reasons, like if I take out more fish from the pond, then I need to sustain my family. I can then go to the market and sell those additional fish. And now I can use those proceeds to better the lives of my family. Well, okay. But it also has consequences for those who are then not able to get fish out of the pond right? So this is not an economic commentary here, and I, I don't mean to delve too, um, too deeply into that. What I'm saying is we live in a world of tragic abundance. Uh, we are less satisfied with what we have. We take more than we need. And when you look back at, you know, I look back just two generations ago, okay, to my granny. So my mom's mom. I mean, the life that she lived and continues to live is totally different. It's t it's like alien. It's foreign to the way that I grew up. I grew up, man, I was a kid. I was growing up in the 90s. And so this was a huge economic just boom. And, and my parents were buying us all sorts of things because that was the zeitgeist. That was just what everybody was doing. That was the spirit of the age was buy, 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 right? Um, not to be confused with the NSYNC song. Bye, bye, bye. Okay. But that's what everybody was doing in the 90s is they were buying more. They were building bigger, right? And it was more than we needed. And it's led now to the, the post-90s, if I can use that made-up term, uh, you know, the turn of, uh, of, the, of the century here where we're less satisfied. Uh, far less satisfied than we could be. I, I tell a story sometimes to my students in my classroom about my granny who um, one Christmas she got a nickel and an orange for Christmas. And I literally told this story to my students. I said, now you have to understand my, my grandma was born in 1933, right? Uh, and so, you know, and, and you had dime stores. You had, you know, things you could buy for a nickel back then. And, and so anyway, she, she got a nickel and an orange. And she was so ha so satisfied, so happy. One of my students actually looked at me and said, did her parents not love her? And although she was being a little, you know, she's joking a little bit, at the core, her sentiment was legitimate. She couldn't comprehend how somebody could get a nickel and an orange and still be okay. Why? Because, you know, we are all typically used to having, at least here in the United States, these huge Christmases where people get, you know, potentially dozens of gifts, especially kids, right? It's tragic abundance. I noticed this a long time ago in my own life. I noticed that when I would go to the store, if I would buy one thing, like if I would just pick out one book or one music album, I would be more satisfied with that one thing than if I walked out of the store with three or four or five things. I would do this, you know, back in the day, just kind of date myself a little bit here. I would go to Sam Goody, 
it was in the, the local mall. I'd go to Sam Goody, which for all you youngsters out there was the music store, right? And I'd look at their CDs. This is before digital had really taken over. And um, so I remember, you know, there's one time I bought like four or five CDs. And still to this day, I, I look back on that and I think I can't tell you what CDs those were, who, who they were, but none of them became my favorites. I didn't listen to them very much at all. They ended up taking up space and collecting dust and, and <laughs> dust. And eventually I just threw them out, threw them in the trash. So, uh, you know, I have other experiences where I'd go in and I said, I really, man, I'm really drawn to this book or I'm really drawn to this album. And I, I purchase it and and it just becomes a prized possession. It's something that I enjoy and I savor much more. And so I think all of this has to do with, with tragic abundance. What can you do about this in your own life? Well, first of all, you have to recognize it. You have to recognize that we live in a world of tragic abundance. And then you have to limit yourself, right? Because they're, you know, they are not going to stop trying to sell you stuff. Okay, when you turn on the TV, you get on the computer, your smartphone, people are trying to sell you stuff everywhere you go. Nothing wrong with selling. It's not bad at all. But, you know, you don't need all that stuff. And it's up to you to determine, you know, what you really need and what you really want in your life and what is going to bring you uh, true, extended, long-term joy. So much of the things that we buy, they're just a flash in the pan. They make us happy in the moment and then they, they, they come back to our houses and they collect dust. You know, they just sit there and then we end up throwing them away, right? Or they get lost in the shuffle. Um, and <clears throat> all of this plays into this sort of tragic abundance. So you have to be aware, you have to meter yourself. And I, I promise you this, if you will be aware of this, you will start to find more joy in your minimalism and more joy in the few things that you've really determined that, you know, are are for you, are going to bring you joy and happiness. You'll have more of that with those items than a hundred or a thousand, you know, little things that, that uh, you're just going to have a little bit of joy in the moment. They're going to come home and they're just going to take up space. So don't buy in. Don't get sucked in. Don't be ignorant of this you know, this period in, in history that we live in with tragic abundance. And as always, this podcast is dedicated to you and to your success. I thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll subscribe to the Dude Fuel podcast. I'm Cody Ray Miller. I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening.